0: Chris Arntz puts foot to football, and Rossum fields it at the one. Alan Rossum behind the wedge. What a scene! Rossum has a speedy one! One man to beat! Cuts back and goodbye! Alan Rossum will take it 99 yards for a touchdown!
1: Welcome to the Irish Football Archive Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hall. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast. This podcast will not be your average Notre Dame football podcast. We will discuss the current team, but we will focus on the history of the program. There will be three types of episodes. We will discuss a classic game, a former player, or some type of list. Today's podcast will discuss the 1996 game against Purdue. You'll hear from former Notre Dame fullback Mark Edwards. Later, I will give my final predictions on the season. But first, let's talk about the preseason AP poll, which was released on August 19th. Notre Dame starts the season ranked number nine. Since 1999, the Irish have began the season ranked in the AP Top 25 11 times. These years were 1999, 2001, 2003, 2006, 2009. 2011, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, and last year, 2018. On average, the Irish have dropped about seven spots by the end of the year. The worst year was, of course, 2016, when the Irish began the season ranked 10th and finished 4-8. and So what does it mean? Is it an impending doom for the 2019 Irish? Possibly. In the 11 seasons where Notre Dame began the season ranked, they dropped in the rankings 9 out of 11 times. However, one of those seasons happened just last year when the Irish started at 12th and finished 5th. Notre Dame plays three teams in the current AP Top 25. Georgia, Michigan, and Stanford, who are ranked 3rd, 7th, and 24th, respectively. Virginia, Virginia Tech, and USC we're also receiving votes. When we return, we will discuss the 1996 game between the Irish and the Boilermakers.
0: The sights of autumn. The smell of grass. The time for football. A seasonal reminder of one of the things that defines America. Just a sport, yes, but at places like Notre Dame, football is one of life's touchstones, and the pressure to succeed, great. Just ask Ron Paulus, who came to South Bend, heralded as the top high school prospect in the nation. Maybe the expectations were too great. Ghosts do not only haunt Irish opponents, Paulus lives with daily comparisons to Notre Dame legends. The results have been mixed. Occasional moments of brilliance. Nearly matched by those of disappointment. In what could be his final season with the Irish, Paulus takes the field at Notre Dame Stadium, determined to prove that he was worthy of the expectations hype that has led him to this stage, the biggest in college football.
1: That was the NBC introduction to the 1996 Purdue game. You're probably wondering why that game. Well, it was my first Notre Dame game. The audio you heard at the beginning of the podcast was the very first play I ever saw. It was a magical entry into the world of Notre Dame football. Leading up to the Purdue game, the Irish traveled to Nashville to play Vanderbilt on a Thursday night. The Irish survived 14-7. Notre Dame actually trailed until 4 minutes and 59 seconds remaining in the contest when our guest, Mark Edwards, scored on a 3-yard touchdown run. So when Notre Dame played their home opener the following week, Fans doubted what team would show up. Notre Dame cornerback Alan Rossum answered that question quickly.
0: Chris Hartz puts foot to football, and Rossum fields it at the one. Alan Rossum behind the wedge.
1: Following the Rossum return, Autry Denson scored on a 12-yard run to make the score 14-0 with 4.17 left in the first quarter.
0: Denson, dancing his way free, and he has the touchdown!
1: The Boilermakers and the Irish traded blows until late in the second half when our guest, Mark Edwards, plowed in with a one yard touchdown run to make the score 21 0, with 2.02 left in the first half. With the Edwards touchdown, the Irish had the game well in hand. I asked Edwards about this game. Here is what he had to say:
2: uh, if, if I remember that game as my senior year, uh, I, I remember a uh, 35-0 beatdown of Purdue. Uh, you know, that, that, that's uh, back when we kind of owned Purdue. Actually, the next year, 1996 or 1997 was the first time Purdue beat us. Like, in, you know, I, I want to say it was like 15 or 16 years. So, uh, you know, back then, you know, you saw Purdue on the schedule. It was a automatic win. You know, Joe, Teller, Joe Tiller, Lou Drew Brees, some of those guys kind of brought them back for a while. And now, a little bit again, but I think Jeff Brom, uh, who was actually a teammate of mine when I played for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, is really bringing Purdue back. But, yeah, 1996, Purdue was a uh, was a guaranteed W, and uh, we went and took care of business that day.
1: The Irish were not finished with their first half barrage. Ron Paulus led the Irish on a last-minute touchdown drive.
0: Denson having a big first half, his second touchdown, this one on a pass reception. Ran for a 12-yard touchdown in the first quarter, and again showing us that elusive quality. Two seconds left in the half, and Notre Dame pours it on.
1: With the 28-0 lead, the route was on. Denson tacked on another touchdown late in the third quarter to give Notre Dame a 35-0 lead. Denson owned the day He ran 15 times for 66 yards And caught 3 passes for 61 yards While scoring 3 touchdowns The Irish finished with 215 rushing yards And 244 passing yards The victory gave Notre Dame a 2-0 record When we return We will discuss the end of the 1996 season And the retirement of Lou Holtz
3: This is the greatest stage in college football. On this field, heroic players have performed amazing feats. And on this sideline, giants of the sport have roamed. Legendary figures, Rodney, Leahy, Parsegian. The mantle Notre Dame football coaches inherit is of no small consequence. When Lou Holtz assumed that mantle in 1986, the program was at a low ebb. Losses are difficult for the fighting Irish faithful. Losing seasons are intolerable. The restoration of Notre Dame football became his passion. We are humbled, but that's over. We're going out and this
4: is a new era. From these ashes will come a great Notre Dame football team.
3: From the depths of losing seasons, the greatness would return. At a time when their renown was more for triumph past, Pulse gave his players hope for the future. And they responded. The glory of a national title returned the Golden Dome in South Bend to its former luster. And now Lou Holtz has decided to move on. Where does he belong in the history of fighting Irish greats? That debate will rage on for years. But this much can be said. Lou Holtz restored the program's name. He woke up the echoes. And today, going for his 100th win, he will lead his team onto the hallowed ground at Notre Dame Stadium for the final time.
1: The rest of the 99-06 season failed to live up to its lofty expectations. After beating Purdue, the Irish picked up a great victory on the road against number 6 Texas. The win over the Longhorns set up a meeting between the number 4 Ohio State Buckeyes and the number 5 Irish. Ohio State prevailed over Notre Dame, 29-16. Despite the loss, Notre Dame's national championship hopes remained somewhat intact. The Irish backed it up with a 54-20 thrashing of number 16 Washington. But an overtime loss to Air Force removed any shred of hope. According to Edwards, this is when the rumors about Holtz's future began to arise. Uh,
2: well, I, th- th- there wasn't that much talk during you know, early in the season. Um, but, but after we lost, uh, we lost to Ohio State, I want to say the fourth game of the year after a couple of nice wins. Uh, we beat Texas the week before, which was a big win for us on the last you know last second field goal. And then uh, we lost to Ohio State. And then we kind of worked our way back in contention. We got to, I don't know, 6 or 7-1, something like that. And then uh, we lost in overtime game the Air Force, which we were pretty big favorites in. I think at that time, you kind of started hearing a little rumblings and rumblings about, hey, you know, this maybe holds his final season. You know, the A B, you know, kind of kind of wants him out. And, uh, you know, he, he'd had some health problems the year before. His wife was having health problems. So, uh, it, it, you know, you started hearing those rumblings. But at the same time, it was just as usual for us. We had to go out and play football. We were still in major bowl contention, and, and, and uh, you know, before that Air Force loss, we were still in national title contention. So um, it, it, it wasn't much of a distraction. You know, we, we heard the same stuff, you know, that, that everybody else did
1: and just kind of tried to go out and win ball games. On November 19th, Notre Dame announced that Lou Holtz would retire. The New York Times wrote of Holtz's departure. Without any explanation of substance, any hint at his future, or even a sense of relief after a difficult decision, Lou Holtz, the Notre Dame football coach, today walked away from an existence he has coveted or lived for much of his adult life. There has been much speculation about why he left. In our interview, Mark Edwards touched on all three. His health, his wife's health, and confrontations with the administration. Regardless, Holtz left the head coach position vacant. The administration compiled a list of about half a dozen candidates ultimately landing on Bob Davey. Following a 62-0 beatdown of Rutgers, Holtz took to the podium to speak to the crowd. I
4: have not been to talk very long. To the students, you are important. For one for you, we wouldn't need a faculty. For one for you, we wouldn't need an administration. One for you, we wouldn't need the stadium. This university functions because of you. The sole purpose for you. They, God has blessed me in so many ways. To be here at Notre Dame has been very, very special and to have three children graduate from Notre Dame means so much to my wife and I. I know they're in that student body and I know what this university has done for my children and I feel blessed. You'll find that we can build a better stadium and it will be next year. You'll, You'll find, find we can put a better field playing surface than we have now. You can probably find a better social life than we have in day.
5: <laughs>
4: You'll find better coaches. You'll find better food. But you will not find anything, no school, that you can improve on its morals, it's purpose and it's belief, and that's why I've been blessed to be here. God has been good to me. And I say this to you, you are Notre Dame, where you go, You're a golden donor. We're gonna have a new coach. We're gonna have a great team. I will be with you. I can only say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have no idea how much you meant to me, how you supported me, how you lifted me up when I was down, when I was depressed, I'd walk across campus, I'd be going to church and somebody say, hi, coach. And I just feel like a million dollars, I mean, it. to the band, to the cheerleaders, to other people, but to the Notre Dame family. I can't say anything except I've been blessed. Thank you, and God bless you.
1: And now we will hear from you, the listener. Today's podcast discussed my first Notre Dame game, the 1996 contest between Notre Dame and Purdue. So let's hear about your first experiences. Here's our first message I didn't realize the amount of devotion and history of Notre Dame football. When I first got to the campus, I was amazed at all the beautiful sights that I could see, the tradition, the history, the determination for excellence was all around me on campus. There's nothing better than to watch your favorite team under the lights. We also played USC, the Trojans, which was going to be a tough matchup for Notre Dame. The best part about the trip was being able to share it with my son. There's nothing better than bonding with your son at a sporting event, and rooting on the same team. That was actually my father discussing his first trip to Notre Dame, which happened in 2017. He spoke about Notre Dame playing USC. The Irish crushed USC 49 to 14. Let's hear our next listener message.
5: Hi, this is Bonnie Carter. I'm Andrew Hall's grandma, and the first and only Notre Dame game that I've attended was on the 11th of September, 2004. We went there with Andrew's aunt and uncle, Elaine and Dick Flouty, and Andrew's mom, Katie, and Joe Martone, myself, and we actually went on Friday, stayed overnight, and then toured the campus very early morning on Saturday. It was a wonderful experience. We got to see the cathedral and the bookstore. We went to the game and thought it was gonna be a loser for Notre Dame, but at the very end, they beat Michigan. It was so exciting.
1: As she said, that is my grandma. You can always count on grandma for support. The 2004 game that she spoke of was an incredible comeback. The Irish lost their opener at BYU the previous week, where they managed only 11 rushing yards. So when number 8 Michigan rolled into town, many people didn't think the Irish had a shot. However, Darius Walker made himself known that day and the Irish scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to rally to win 28-20. to 20. Thank you to both our listeners for their messages. It's greatly appreciated. Notre Dame opens up against Louisville in one week. We will give our final predictions for the 2019 season. The Irish face high expectations in 2019. I believe the Irish will go 9-3 in the regular season. Winning on the road at Georgia, Michigan, and Stanford is extremely difficult. Add in home games against USC, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Boston College, it will be very tough for Notre Dame. The team can be equally as good as last year and not go undefeated. I know that everyone does not want to hear that. But after years of covering the team professionally, that is how I'd see it. Let's hope I'm wrong. One statistical record that might be at risk for this year is the all-time record for passing yards in a single season. If Ian Book continued his pace from last year, he would be close to breaking Brady Quinn's record of 3,919 yards. If he improves slightly, he may be able to break the record. That is something to keep an eye on as the season progresses. Our next podcast will be available for download on September 9th. We will go further in depth with former Notre Dame fullback Mark Edwards. We will also review Notre Dame's opener against Louisville. Look for a full copy of the Louisville game and the 1996 Purdue game on YouTube. Please consider contributing to our efforts on Patreon. You can find more details on our Twitter at archive Irish I would like to thank our sponsor anchor and Mark Edwards for taking the time to be on our podcast thank you to NBC Sports for the audio played during this episode until next time go Irish